Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. And God, I'm asking you to anoint me afresh as we dive into your word concerning the inner witness, the second manifestation that we're going to talk about, which is peace. I thank you for the leadership of peace. I thank you that peace leads us, peace directs us. I thank you, God. I praise you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for anointing me afresh. May I flow and operate in those offices that you've called me to. I thank you that this is a new day for us as a church. This is a new day for us as a body. And I thank you for increasing our body, that this body of believers is increasing to overflowing. The next time we meet together in person, I thank you that you would blow our minds. You'll do Ephesians 3.20 on us uh, with the amount of people that will be in our presence. And I thank you for joining people with who's been you've been talk, tugging on their hearts to be a part of this ministry. And I thank you for drawing them here in the name of Jesus. I thank you that we have an overflowing. This is the year of the overflow. And I thank you, Father, that we're growing to overflowing spiritually, financially, numerically, um, emotionally, relationship. We're growing to overflowing. I thank you that this is our year. I praise you and I glorify you. I honor you this morning, God. I thank you as we go into your word. Holy Spirit, you're the greatest teacher there is. I'm asking you to teach through me. May I operate out of that grace of a teacher. May I operate as under, under that, out of that grace of a pastor and all the other emphasis that you've called me to. I thank you for the, those graces flowing through me today. In Jesus' name, I pray that you'll give to your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone just got a release in their back just as I was ending that prayer. You got a release in your back, so receive it and walk into it. Now, today we're going to talk about the leadership of peace. We've been talking about the leadership of the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit of God leads us as children of God. We're going to go to our familiar text, and then we're going to dive in. Today's message is the second part of the inner witness. Last week, we talked about the inner knowing. Today, we're going to talk about the leadership of peace. Do you know that peace, God leads his children by peace? And so we're going to look at some scriptures, and we're going to dive in. There's a sermon that I preached Last year, I believe, or maybe the year before, and it was dealing with um, 3D, the 3D of peace or the three dimensions of peace, and we talked about that. And so we're going to dive a little bit into what I shared, and then we're going to build upon it, but we're going to look at it in light of the inner witness. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Romans 8, verses 12 through 17, Romans 8, 12 through 17. It's good to be with you this morning. What a wonderful day that the Lord has made. And it's beautiful outside. And we're just trusting God to lead us this fall. I hope you somewhat enjoyed your summer. If not, you had a staycation and you stayed home. 
um, know that God leads us and can bless us at home just like he could if we went to Fiji Islands. <laughs> and so don't, don't think that you are robbed. Think that you are protected and blessed because you're still alive. All right, Romans 8, verses 12 through 17. I'm reading it out of ESV this morning. It says, so then, brothers, and in the Greek it's brothers and sisters. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. All right, so we see our focus will be for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And you jump down to verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This text lets us know that we are led, we can expect, the children of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. So every single day, expect the Spirit of God to lead you. Every day, He wants to lead you and to guide you. All right, go with me to our other text, Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20, and let's look at verse 27. 20, verse 27, a familiar scripture. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. In other words, God's going to enlighten us by our spirit, man. Many times people are looking to be led by the spirit according to their desires. But the scripture tells us that God is going to lead us and to guide us by our spirit. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. The real you is the part of you that got born again, your spirit man. And that's the part that in, in which the spirit of God is going to lead you. He leads us by our spirits. He, he's going to enlighten us by our spirits. And I've said this, I think, when we started this, but it bears repetition. It, 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 it's, it's worth repeating. If you're going to operating in faith, if you're going to live by faith, then you need to be led by the Spirit of God. If you're going to receive healing in your body, you're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God. If you're going to receive prosperity or provision, you're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God. So don't look at, oh, I'm going to make my confessions, but the Spirit of God will lead you in releasing your faith. If you want effective prayer, if you want to have effective prayer life, you're going to have to learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. And when I said led, I'm not talking about hearing voices. I'm not saying that you are led by voices, but you're led by the Spirit of God. And the number one way in which God leads us is through the Word of God. God leads us through his word. Outside of his word, he leads us by the inner witness. Every child of God, can, <coughs> excuse me, every child of God can expect to be led by the spirit of God, by the inner witness. 
That's how he's going to lead you. And we're diving into this inner witness. Now, towards the end of this series, we'll get into dreams and visions and prophecies and, and so forth and tongues and interpretation in which ways that the Lord will lead us. But the primary way that the Lord is going to lead us is through the inner witness. Last week, we talked about the inner witness. Uh, one manifestation is the inner knowing. It's just you know that you know. There's a knowing on the inside of you, and that's based out of 1 John 2.20. We have received an unction or an anointing from the Holy One, and we know all things. The Spirit of God will let us know in our knower. There's things that you can't explain it, but you know on the inside of you. And so you have to be led. You have to recognize the inner witness. The second way uh, the second way we're going to discuss how the, the inner witness is manifested is by peace. So today we're talking about the leadership of peace. The leadership of peace. Remember this. It is God's will for all of his children to be led by his spirit. Don't, don't go another day without the leadership of the spirit. So when I say that, I'm not telling you <clears throat> to look for a voice or a handwriting on the wall, I'm just simply saying, learn to develop your spirit man in order to recognize the leadership of the spirit. The spirit of God will lead you where to park, where places to go to shopping for. I mean, it's a simple thing. I'm gonna give you an example. I've shared this before in the past. Um, I was teaching a class at a ministry school. I think the class was prayer. I was teaching this class, and if you know me, I like like black um, cinema back from the 70s. I like black movies. Um, there's something about those movies that I, I kind of have a, a, a thing about. And I like um, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby did a series of um, three, three or four movies. Um, one was called Let's Do It Again. Another one is A Piece of the Action. And I, free, I, I um, Uptown Saturday Night was the third one. And I think I had two of them. And I was at Walmart, Walmart, and I saw the third one on, I, I, I think it was $10, $10. And I went to go pick it up. And the Spirit of the Lord, on the inside of me, my spirit was saying, don't get it. Don't get it. Um, and so, but I was like, whatever, that's the devil. This is on sale. I'm going to get it. And so I was teaching this, this class called prayer at the ministry school, and the, the students got together and got me that DVD. So what the Spirit of God was trying to do is says, listen, I already got that DVD for you. And I end up having two copies. I think I end up giving one to my cousin. But you see, the Spirit of God was trying to save me even $10 from buying that, that DVD because that the, my students put together some money. I mean, it was only $10 at the time, but got that DVD for me. A little thing like that could, goes a long way. We need to learn how to be led by the Spirit with little things. It's, the Bible tells us it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And so it's the little things. It's been led about the direction. It's been led where to go and, 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 and how to sit. 
Sometimes the Spirit of the Lord will lead you concerning your body, exercising. I just heard um, Brother Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, recently talk about how the Spirit of the Lord dealt with him about walking, walking every day. And so he asked the Lord, he said, how, how long should I walk? Every day. You know, and so the Lord spoke to his heart through his spirit for him to walk every day. So as he was walking, he began to walk. He was one day, he was in the shower, and all of a sudden, um, a disc um, was, one of his discs in his neck popped or something, something similar to that. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure of the term, but something happened with the disc where he was flat on his face, and he said he was screaming at the top of his lungs because it was so much pain. Long story short, he ended up getting, I believe, surgery or some kind of um, treatment for that. And the doctor said to him, if he had not started getting in shape, it would have been worse. So the Spirit of God will actually lead you even concerning your physical body. I remember one time I was really, really, really overweight, and I, and I sensed in my heart, hey, I need to start um, exercising. I need to start going. I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. Not that I was going to have a heart attack, but the Spirit of God was trying to prevent me from having a heart attack. Thank God he's preserved me. Amen. And so we need to pay attention to the leadership of the Spirit. There was one day this lady was driving. Um, she was just driving. I don't know if she was going to work and she was praying in tongues and she got the interpretation of her tongue. And the interpretation was, go to the doctor now, for you have cancer. So she went to the doctor. The doctor says, you have cancer. We caught it just in time, and therefore we spare your life. So if she would have waited longer, it would have spread, and, and possibly she wouldn't be able to, she might, she might have died earlier. So the Spirit of God is concerned, is concerned about our physical being, as well as our finances, our marriage, our singleness, our parenting, our schooling. Spirit of God will lead you and guide you. I want you to begin to look to your spirit for the Lord to lead you through your spirit every single day. From the smallest thing, he'll lead you what to eat. He knows that food will perhaps is going to mess with your stomach. Uh, at one point I was, you know, work over, I work overnight and, and at one point I was, I was, I didn't have a lot of energy and I have to get back to this, but the spirit of the Lord led me and that particular day or that particular week, whatever I ate, it fueled my body, got me in a place where I had the best energy for my job. And it, allowed me to not be so dragging and sleeping, not sleepy, but tired all the time. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will lead you concerning your energy, concerning every area of your life. You can expect the Spirit of God to lead you and to guide you. Even when you're about to leave a job, He'll lead you how to leave a job. He'll lead you into a new job. He'll lead you into a business. We don't allow him to do his job. We don't trust him enough to do, to do what he's called to do. He's called to help us. He's called to lead us. But many times, many of God's people, I see the Spirit of God trying to lead us and we're resisting that leadership. I'm telling you, you need to stop resisting the leadership of the Spirit and start following the Spirit of God. Spirit of God, the, the, the answer to a million questions is to be led by the Spirit of God. Should you have a surgery or not? 
Spirit of God? Should you take this class or should you um, to be led by the Spirit of God? So the answer to a million questions is to be led by the Spirit of God. That is the, the key. That's the key to success in life in this world. The Spirit of God will lead you concerning how to pray for a loved one. The Spirit of God will lead you how to deal with a loved one. The Spirit of God will even prepare you for their death. The Spirit of God will even prepare you for your death. There's a scripture in some that talks about he'll lead us even unto glory. So the Spirit of God will lead you all the way to the point. In the Old Testament, many a times they would be on the deathbed and they would get all their children around and they will lay hands on their children and begin to prophesy concerning the future of those children. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will lead you even on your deathbed. I, I'm telling you, don't underestimate the power of the leadership of the Spirit. The inner witness is more than just a feeling. It's more than an intuition. Many times people, they go by an intuition or their gut, but it's more than just a gut feeling. It is the witness of the Holy Spirit with our spirit. So if the Spirit of God can give us an inner witness, a bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God, he will lead us concerning all the affairs of life. We talked about last week um, those four different ways in which the Spirit of God, the inner witness is manifest, inner knowing, peace, it seems good, perception, and you can even add a fourth one, the inner voice. We, again, we talked about um, uh, the inner knowing last week, and so this week we're going to focus on the leadership of peace. I don't know if you ever thought about peace as being a leader, but peace is a leader. The peace wants to lead us. Peace will lead us, um, lead us right out of anxiety, right into comfort, right out of sadness into joy, out of sin into righteousness. The spirit of peace be upon you this morning. God's peace is a weapon to the enemy's confusion. Let me say that again. God's peace is a weapon to the enemy's confusion. I like what my former pastor, um, Pastor Dave Robeson, used to say. He says that peace is aggressive. God's aggressive peace, it, 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 it comes and it, over, it trumps everything in your life. Confusion isn't of God. Satan is the author of confusion. Confusion is the language of the enemy. So if you're confused today, there are many people who are confused about their sexual identity. They're confused about um, life. They're confused about the word. That is a spirit from Satan. That is a spirit from Satan. God doesn't want you to be confused one moment of your life. There should not be no confusion in your life. There is no confusion in Christ. The Bible tells us in Colossians that we are complete in him. And it goes on, it talks about in Philippians 2, that we have the mind of Christ. And even in 1 Corinthians, that we have the mind of Christ. You should not be confused one moment of your life. Confusion is of the enemy. Confusion, I looked up the word confusion, is the lack of understanding. Well, we know from Proverbs 4, it says, in all you're getting, get some understanding. So God does not want you to be ignorant. Even in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, chapter 12, he says, brothers, I will not have you be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. And have you ever noticed the very thing that God tells us not to be ignorant of, we're the, we're the most ignorant of? 
and that's spiritual gifts. Many a times people have reduced spiritual gifts or the nine gifts of the spirit to taking a little, a little formula test to rather see which gifts you have. I'm telling you, that stuff is not worth the paper that it's written on. Yeah, I said it. That those, those kind of tests, I'm not talking about the assessment tests or leadership, all that stuff, but I'm telling you those little tests of, oh, you got the gift of healing, or you got the, no. These things, you, they call spiritual gifts. And there's a reason why they're spiritual gifts. They're endowments of the Spirit of God. They're graces of the, from the Spirit of God. They're not to be, you cannot say you have the gift of healing because of some tests. You have the gift of healings. One, you've prayed yourself to a place where you recognize those gifts inside of you. And when you go to lay hands on people, the gifts of healing operate. If, if you're praying for people and they're not getting healed or you're laying hands on people and they're not getting healed, um, it may just be that you don't have the gift of healing. Now, the gift of prophecy, everybody wants the gift of prophecy, right? They want to be able to prophesy. The, the word prophecy simply means to speak under the inspiration of the Spirit. When we go and witness to people, the spirit of prophecy should be upon you because the Bible says in Revelation, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy, we made prophecy so deep. And, and, you know, oh, the Lord said this and the Lord said that. I'm so sick and tired of people saying that the Lord said and he had nothing to say about it. No, just be honest. Say, hey, I perceive that this is the way, you know, you should go or this is a wisdom to you or this is what I think. But don't, don't blame the Lord for stuff. And then when things don't happen, you're all looking stupid like, oh, wow, what happened? You said the Lord said this. Oh, September is going to be a horrible month. Well, how, how do you know that? How do you know that? Oh, Spirit of God, stop lying on God. Stop lying on God. God does not always, he doesn't always tell you the details. And, and sometimes, I, I, you know, even, I, I never forget this. There, there was a story that someone shared with me concerning that they said that the Lord told them um, they're going to be married to this person. And do you know they never got married to that person? God, I'm not saying that God doesn't speak those things, those details, but this, this walk is a walk of faith. This walk is a walk of faith. So a lot of times it's not that she, he's going to let you know before you start walking in it. Oh, the Lord said, this is your house. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of times you got to go look at the house. You got to see if there's peace. He's not going to, you, you're not, there, there are a lot of things that you're not going to get just sitting home praying and he's going to speak to you about. There's some things you got. Um, I, I know for, for myself, I got, I, I received a prophetic word over 20 years ago that I would go to Africa and I would make continuous trips to Africa and I would do a work there. Well, I just went last year, 2019. So, but it was through relationships. It's through relationship. It's through communication. And the pastor that I had been talking to the pastor for five years, off and on, send them some books, and we communicated. And because of the peace of God, I, I went and the Lord, I mean, I didn't necessarily hear God tell me to go to Africa. On Friday, it was a Friday, last year, in February, it was a Friday. I talked to the pastor on Wednesday. 
I talked to my wife on Thursday and Friday. I made a decision. I didn't hear anything. And one supposedly friend said, oh, the Lord, you know, it, it, it might take years before that, before you try to make it happen. And, and it was a bunch of crap. And so I made a decision by Friday to go to Africa. I had, God didn't speak to me, said, go to Africa. I didn't hear a voice. I didn't have a dream. I didn't receive a prophetic word at that time about Africa. I just went based on the inner knowing, the inner peace, the inner witness. I went based on that. And so that was Friday. By Sunday night, all the money that I needed came in supernaturally. All the money, I didn't confess for it. I, I, I did a couple confessions. I thank you, Lord, where you guide, you provide. My God should supply all my needs. And I just, I just, and by Sunday night, I had all the money that I needed. And then I didn't even have my, my passport wasn't renewed. So I got that on, I believe, on Monday, the same day in Philadelphia. I got that. And then I needed my shots. I think I, no, I think I got the passport on Tuesday. I got my shots on Monday. Got my shots Monday. To, so money came in for not only the ticket, but it came in for the shots and what I needed for renewal of the passport. And by Wednesday, I was on the flight to Uganda. And I'm telling you, just like that. And I didn't go based on a, a audible voice. I went based on the inner witness. I'm telling you, Stop looking for the spectacular and missing the supernatural. The inner witness is supernatural. It's supernatural. Many times people are looking for something grand for the Lord to speak to, or the Lord to lead, I should say. I, I need to change that for the Lord to lead us. God leads us by our inner witness. And some of the greatest victories that I ha I've had in my life was based on the inner witness witness. I'm telling you, God, a lot of times you won't hear an audible voice of God. You won't hear, you won't have a dream or a vision or a prophet come up and give you details about things. Many times it's just the inner witness and you'll know which direction to go. Like today, I knew that I was supposed to speak about peace. And, I, and a lot of times I, I seek the Lord about the title and sometimes I see my wife or Dave about the title <laughs> and, 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 and I don't make it so mystery or so, so deep. I just, it's just, hey, this is the direction I know I'm supposed to go. And I start studying along this. You know that I was going to start Colossians back in March. And the Spirit of God, I started it and the Spirit of God just led me this direction. And so we're learning how to follow the Spirit of God. Sometimes you just have to, and, and and I heard Kenneth E. Hagan, Dad Hagan, say this, that when he was alive, he went by just as much as what God didn't say as much as what he did say. Many times people are looking to hear from God when God is giving you the power of choice. God is giving you a, a direction. You don't always have to, God should not always have to tell you, put your shoes on, take a shower, or eat this, or or, you know, God should not always have to tell you those things. Oh, well, the Lord let me pay my tithes this month. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's Bible. <laughs> oh, the Lord led me to um, be at peace at people. 
uh, you know, Lord, the Lord let me read my Bible today, <laughs> right? It, it, it shouldn't be a thing of the Lord has to lead you because that speaks of maturity. If the Lord has to lead you in everything that you do, then you are a babe in Christ. You are a baby. God expects for mature believers or maturing believers to know which direction to go, to have a inner knowing, to have a peace, to have an it seem good, to have a perception. There's some things you don't have to pray about. Many a times, and I know I'm speaking to somebody, many a times people are praying about things that God has already dealt with them by his spirit in their spirit, what to do. You, you don't, you're struggling with some things. Many a times you don't have to, there, there's been so much wasted time praying about a situation when there, there, all you have to do is follow that which is on the inside of you, that which is inside of your spirit, not your flesh, but that which is on the inside of your spirit. Follow that and you'll, 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 that's the place of victory. That's the secret place. All right. Um, so God is not God is not the author of confusion. Let me give you some scriptures about this. I hope you're getting blessed by this. I, I'm trusting that you are. I'm trusting that you are being blessed by this. The leadership of peace. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. It's amazing to see the leadership of the Spirit, how he leads me concerning my messages these days. When I was a young lad, I used a million scriptures. And the older I get and the more mature I get in my calling, I don't use a lot of scripture as I used to. Not, I'm not telling you I'm, I'm preaching heresy. What I'm saying is that it, that the Lord is leading me to tell more stories. He's leading me to give more examples. And he's leading me to to almost fewer scriptures because just because you have a bunch of scriptures doesn't mean that you understand them or that that, that pastor or that preacher or minister is expounding on it. Now, everybody, every, you know, everybody can't do what I, I'm doing, but the Lord is leading me. I'm telling you, I used to, I, I still got a million scriptures, but what I'm saying is he's leading me and pacing me when to say this. Or, and when I say he's leading me, I'm not saying I hear a voice as much as the inner witness is, is guiding me. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 14, verse 33 says this. For God is not a God of confusion, but of what? Of peace. Of peace. Now, peace is a major theme throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Peace is a major thing. Shalom, that's what, that's what the peace is. It's nothing missing and nothing broken. The blessing of God be upon you. Shalom. So we need to focus on peace. Peace needs to be a, um, a major theme in our lives. So here it says, God is not a God of confusion. So when you find there's confusion in a relationship, on a job, confusion in your mind, you can, you, can get, you can bet that Satan is involved with that. Where there's confusion, Satan is in the midst of it. But where there's peace, 
God is in the midst of it. God is in the midst of peace. So learn how to seek after peace. Learn how to pursue peace. And we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. God does not want you to be confused about anything, especially his leadership. He doesn't want you to be confused. Go with me to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. I don't know if that's the right scripture. I don't even know why I got that scripture. 1 John chapter 4. Yes, I do have that scripture. My, my bad. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. It says this. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. All right, and it says, by this you know that the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. The spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, is now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So the greater one lives on the inside of every believer. So this scripture tells us to test the spirits, to make sure they're of God. I'm telling you, there is a, 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 a ball of confusion in the body of Christ. Um, teachings, a lot of times they're, they're error. One of the ways this, my inner witness leads me, when I hear something that's really heretical, uh, I start getting headaches. When I start talking to Jehovah's Witnesses or, or, or I come in contact, it's a spirit of confusion on those Jehovah's Witnesses or black Hebrew Israelites or, or Muslims, the nation of Islam. Uh, it's, it's a lot of confusion. And if you'll pay attention to the inner witness, you, you'll start getting agitated, not just physically, but spiritually. There's something that's rubbing you the wrong way. You, you, you have to pay attention to that inner witness. When you come across someone, you can, th th there's almost like a, a confusion around them and in them and on them. And so you need to pull away. There's people that will drain you. There's people that bring you down. Learn to cut those people off. You could be nice and courteous to them. But learn to withdraw yourself from such people because those people, they don't want anything. People already always want to argue with you. I, you know, I put stuff on Facebook and everything they have, they want to, they, it's not like they're seeking truth. They just, and, and if you notice me, I just sit back and just, I'll post it and just sit back and like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it in debate because I don't have time, one. My time is precious. I don't have time to go back and forth with you. If you don't believe in tongues, oh, well. You don't believe in tithing, oh, well. You don't believe in the local church, that's on you. you you're robbing yourself. You're allowing the enemy to rob you. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you over scriptures, over a doctrine. If you don't believe that Jesus is the way, why are you even on my page? I mean, I mean, just point blank. Why you look at my YouTube channel when you don't agree with what I believe in? It, I, I, it, I really don't care. Like, really, I want you to come into the fullness of the gospel, but I'm not going to force it down your throat. Just sit back and look at my life. 
Sit back and watch the blessing of the Lord upon my life. I'm not going to argue with you about what God has called me to. Whether you believe in fivefold ministry, apostles and prophets, whether you believe this or that, or whether you're a Republican or a D Democrat, I believe as Christians we're called to pray for President Trump, whether you like him or not. God never promised to put anybody in office that you, you will like. Did you hear me? God never promised to put anybody in office that you are like or that you are in agreement, but you are called as a Christian to pray for. I remember recently I, it was, I was invited to a men's thing and, and I was, they were asking me about questions and I said, I'm, I, my faith is first in my life above my blackness. And one guy, he got mad, indignant, and, and said, so I, I disagree with you. I graciously disagree with you. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to put your, your, your identity, your natural identity above your spiritual identity, go ahead. See how far that gets you. Because I'm telling you, the favor and my faith will get me places where my color will never get me. Let me say that again. My faith will get me into places where my, my, my color, my pigmentation will never get me into. And so I rely on my, I rely on my faith more than I rely on my, my nationality or my, 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 where, where I'm from. And, you know, I'm not ashamed of being a black man, but I don't rely on that. I rely on the favor and the anointing of God and the spirit of God to lead me. If I'm stopped by a cop, thank God, I've been, because of my faith, I, I declare favor. Last time, one of the last times I was stopped by a cop, I was coming home from work and I was going, I was falling asleep and he pulled me over. He said, where are you coming from? I told him from work and I had my ID and, and I, before he got to the car, I was like, Lord, I thank you for favor. I have favor with this cop. I thank you for favor. And do you know he didn't write me a ticket? He says, make it home safe, sir. I'm telling you, the favor of God will get you, your faith will get you in places where your color will never get you into. And rely on your faith more so than anything else. The Bible tells us what is, whatever is not of faith is sin. So faith, if faith can't get it, you don't need it. <laughs> I'm telling you, get, you begin to operate your faith. Trust the Spirit of God to lead you and to guide you and to direct you. And so this scripture tells us that we are to test every spirit. We're still talking about the leadership of peace, the leadership of peace. Go with me to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5. First Peter, are you getting anything? Come on, like put those, push those hearts. Go ahead and share that. I share share this video on your um, social media platform. Email this to somebody. Get the word out. I, recently, I just got a, a testimony of somebody got really blessed by um, a message I did called "Forgive and Live," and I'm telling you, people, you need to get the word out. I need your help to get the word out. We want to flood. People are sharing every other kind of videos. Why not share your pastor? Why not share this word that you're getting fed every week? Share with other people so that they can be blessed. 1 John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So the enemy wants to devour us. And one way he devours us is through confusion. It's through confusion. God's peace is the answer. God's peace is the answer to the enemy's confusion. 
another way to put it, God's peace is the weapon to the enemy's confusion. So whenever, so whenever you confuse about something, stop in your track and receive the peace of God. Receive the Prince of Peace into your life. Stop resisting peace. Peace is, is, is really something that God has given all of his children. Now, we're called to be chasers of peace. We need to chase peace. And we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So go with me. My time is getting away, but go with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter, chapter 4. We're talking about the leadership of peace. As we think about peace, I want you to begin to think about peace as being how God lives, how God lives. Philippians chapter 4, peace is how God lives. So when we experience the peace of God, we're actually experiencing how God lives all the time. So when you receive peace, and you know when you have peace, and when you have anxiety or worries or or, or confusion, you know that peace, that's how God lives at all times. So when we talk about peace of God or peace from God, we're talking about that that tranquility, that, that inner peace, that peace that comes from his presence, that peace that comes from his word, that peace that comes from his praises. When you praise God, God's peace overshadow you. So Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, says this, let your reasonableness, actually it's, um, First, I mean, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. In other words, don't worry. Worrying is a sin. So when you worry, you are actually sinning. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We can kind of stop there and camp there, but I'm not going to do that now. But it says in everything. Not, don't pray about everything. But in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God. Everybody say the peace of God. Come on, say that. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, which surpasses all your understanding, a peace that your understanding has nothing to do with it, a peace a settling peace that overshadows you, that guards your heart and your mind in Christ. That's the peace that we're talking about. Andrew Crouch has a song called Perfect Peace. Go ahead and look it up, not now, after this sermon in, um, on um, YouTube. It's called Perfect Peace. And then he has a song, it deals with confusion. In Christ, there is no confusion. And I'm telling you, perfect peace. We can grow in peace, the peace of God, just like we can grow in grace. We can grow in love. We can grow in giving. We can grow with our understanding. We can go there. God wants us to grow in all of these areas. We can grow in, in joy. We can grow in holiness. We can grow with, in knowledge. God wants us to be growing. 
And so peace is an area in which we need to grow in. And it says in the peace of God, the peace of God, the peace that derives from God, the peace that is from his presence, the peace that is who he is. For he is our peace, Ephesians 2 says, talking about Jesus. Jesus is our peace. And the peace of God which surpasses, it, it, it includes, it encompasses um, your understanding, but it surpasses your understanding. The peace that you may go, you may be going through hell right now, and the peace overshadows you where you're supposed to be freaking out, but the peace is sustaining you. The peace is stabilizing you. That's what the peace of God does. The leadership of peace. God wants us to be peaceful people. There's a scripture in um, the Beatitudes. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So learn to be a peacemaker. The leadership of peace. And here it says, and finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace the passage, this passage teaches us how to obtain peace and how to keep peace. It's one thing to get peace through your prayer time, but it's another thing to keep your peace. See, we can go in prayer and receive peace, and then we can lose it when we come out of prayer. God doesn't want us to lose our peace. He wants us to maintain it. All right, real quick, go to Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26. I want you to see this for yourself. Isaiah 26. Isaiah was a very powerful prophet, a major prophet in the Old Testament. He prophesied about Christ like they all did, but he gave us some very, a, a lot of details. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, he says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And it goes on and says, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock for he has humbled the inhabitants of the height in the lofty city. He lays it low and lays it low to the ground, casts it to the dust. The foot tramples it in the, foot of the, in the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. Here he's telling his people, he's telling us it's, it's, this is a song for the, for the land of Judah. He says, you keep him in peace, you'll keep him in perfect peace. That word perfect is mature peace. We need to be growing in mature peace. The peace of God. How is this tied in with the leadership of peace? As we receive peace, then we will recognize when it comes to us, when we're being directed by the Lord. The Lord is the Lord of peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. The Father is called the God of Peace. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Peace. I'm telling you, allow peace to flood your, your room, your, wherever you are now, the room that you're in or the car that you're in or whether you're outside. Let the peace of God flood through the cameras right now. The peace of God, receive the peace of God. 
So not only should we obtain peace, but we should keep peace. I got a couple more scriptures before I let you go, and we're going to continue this next week. John chapter 14, John chapter 14, that's the fourth book in the New Testament. John chapter 14, verse 27. John 14, verse 27 says this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let you neither let them be afraid. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So we should have the same peace that Jesus has, that God the Father has, that the Holy Spirit has. We should have that same peace evident in our lives as his children, as God the Father is our father, and as Jesus is our big brother, as the Spirit of God is our teacher, our comforter, and our guide, we should have the same peace as they have peace. Jesus says, I, I peace, I leave you. In other words, there's going to be some things that's going to be um, crazy. There's, there's going to be some trials and some tribulation. There's going to be some persecution. You're in this world, but you're not of it. And I'm going to give you something to keep you while you own the earth. If the devil can rob you of your peace, he can rob you from the leadership of the spirit. If the, if the devil can rob you of your peace, he can rob you of the fullness of the gospel. Don't allow your peace, the peace of God, to be disturbed in your life. All right. Peace is your inheritance. I got a couple more scriptures. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. In Luke chapter 2, verse 14, it talks about at the birth of Christ, peace to all the earth. Peace to all the earth. My last scripture is going to be out of Isaiah 53. Go back to Isaiah. Isaiah 53. And let's look and see how peace is tied into the atoning work of Christ. Isaiah 53, verse 5. Isaiah 53, verse 5 says this. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Here it says, he was the chastisement that brought us peace. In other words, the exchange that took place for us to have peace. He was, on his head was placed a, a crown of thorns, which represents oppression. He was oppressed so that we can have his peace. Peace is your inheritance. And I'm going to show you next week how this relates to the leadership of the spirit and the inner witness, the leadership of peace. I just kind of, what I, I wanted to take time to show you that there's peace available to you today. And one of the things I wanted to leave with you is that we should be chasers of peace. We should chase after peace. We should chase after peace. I'm, I'm going to stop there because I can go on a little bit longer, but I, I, I need to stop. I want to encourage you today to begin to walk in the peace. There's a few ways in which you can receive peace. You can receive peace through prayer, as we saw from Philippians 4. 
You can receive peace through meditation of the scriptures. How do you meditate on the Lord or keep your mind stayed upon him? By keeping his word in your mind. That, that, that'll give you peace. You get peace from worship and praise. You get peace when you get around other saints. You come to church and you hear the word. The peace of God comes upon you. And I want you to be chasers of peace. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 34, 1, it says to seek peace. I think it's one. I know it's Psalm 34 and also 1 Peter. It talks about um, seek peace. We need to chase after peace. Chase after the peace of God. And you'll chase out the peace of God. You'll find that's where God is. God is where there's peace. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about just quietness. I'm talking about the peace that comes from God. We we have and in that message, there's um if you go on the channels, um, I, I think it's Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you can find that message called the 3D of peace. I think 3D peace or something similar to that. And, and I talk about peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God. And this is all tied in to the leadership of peace. We'll do a part two next week about the leadership of the peace, and we'll get into some more practicality of how this peace looks like, what it looks like, how can we expect the inner witness to be manifested in peace. Take some time to go over these scriptures and realize God wants you to be in full peace. He doesn't want you to be anxious. He doesn't want you to be confused. But he, he wants you to have peace. Peace is, is a grace. It's, peace is a grace. It's an anointing. It, it, it's a force. Peace is a, a means in which God gives to all of his children. We, we can expect to have peace every day of our lives. And that's how God, one of the major ways the inner witness is, is manifested is through the peace of God. If you're listening to me and you never received the Prince of Peace and received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, I want to extend this opportunity. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There is uh, God's wrath to be saved from. God has to judge sin, and we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And God sent his son, Jesus, to bring peace on the earth, that as Christians, we can have peace with God. The greatest peace that you can receive is peace with God. And peace with God only comes from receiving the sacrifice the Prince of Peace. Jesus became sin so that you and I can receive peace with God. God wants you to have peace with him today. So if you're here and you don't have peace with God, there's beef between God and you. I, I want to extend to you this Prince of Peace, Jesus, who died in your place. You are a sinner and you're a wretch undone. We all were. But Jesus has taken upon our sins and became that wretched thing and received the wrath of God so that we can receive his grace and be at peace with him. And if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me and mean it from your heart. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're going to call upon the name of the Lord together as you pray this prayer in faith. It's faith in Jesus that saves us. Nothing you can do can earn your place with God 
or earn you a place in heaven. Only receiving Jesus as your Savior, as your Lord, as the sacrifice who died in your place. Receiving that, the Holy Spirit will take that sacrifice and apply it to your life and make you a brand new creation. So pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking for your forgiveness. I'm, I'm asking to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. And I receive Jesus as my peace with God. I thank you, Lord. I'm no longer under your judgment or your wrath, but now I'm under your favor. I receive the finished work of the cross right now in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Make sure you email us, info at kingdomlivingnj.org, info at kingdomlivingnj.org, and know that you are a child of God. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.